Stomberg. And I'm Lisa DeSimone. And this is Taxes for the Masses. Today's episode is on the IRS's free filing program. The IRS's free filing program has seen many ups and downs in its nearly 20-year existence. As the tax season for 2021 returns gets underway, several news outlets are reporting that TurboTax, one of the largest players in the e-filing space, is no longer partnering with the IRS. H&R Block has also left the program. In today's episode, we discuss the history of the free filing program and some of the controversy surrounding these departures. Hello, B. Hello, Lisa. Today, we are talking about the IRS's free file program, which sounds like it should be a good thing. Yes, I like free. Right? But there hasn't been a whole lot of good about this program lately. The IRS and some of the program's private sector partners, most notably TurboTax, have come under fire recently for actions ranging from mismanagement and lack of oversight to downright deceptive practices, bringing new meaning to you get what you pay for. No such thing as a free lunch. Exactly. Yeah. If it's free, it's for me. Uh, but mismanagement and lack of oversight and deception, yeah, that's, that's not for me. So I think this is timely because uh, if any of our listeners spent any of their weekend watching the NFL playoffs like I did, you're just bombarded with TurboTax and H&R Block commercials. They're getting a little creative. That really wasn't the most exciting thing about the weekend, though. The football games were, <laughs> but not the, not the ads. I guess it depends on who you are. <laughs> I thought the commercials were more entertaining than the games on Saturday. I'll put it that way. Fair. But I digress. So let's dive in with a bit of a history lesson, which we are becoming quite fond of on this podcast. The history of the IRS free filing program. Take it away, Lisa. It all started in 2001 as one of 24 e-government initiatives under President W. Bush. The IRS free file initiative instructed the IRS to provide free online tax prep and filing services to qualified taxpayers. And that sounds logical, right? Moving from paper filing to electronic filing is a totally reasonable thing to do in 2001, right after we all survived and didn't explode after Y2K. So electronic filing has lots of potential benefits, maybe small things like fewer math errors and less time required for IRS personnel to manually input that data that used to get reported to them on paper into their computer systems. And there are other benefits too, things like faster refunds relative to paper returns, the possibility of reducing the compliance burden on taxpayers, which is huge because not only does the e-filing software populate forms, it also computes taxes due and can help taxpayers ensure that they've filed all the required forms and included all sources of taxable income. Best case scenario, it could even alert a taxpayer to deductions and credits that they're eligible for. But unlike just filling out a paper tax return and mailing it in, which costs the price of a postage stamp along with a good chunk of your sanity. And yet I do it every year. Because you, I guess, have a lot of sanity to spare, unlike the rest of us. (laughs) Individual taxpayers can't just up an e-file on their own. They need to rely on some external provider to create the infrastructure for them. And that leads us to the first decision point on this twisted tale of intrigue. Okay, you may be overselling the level of drama here just a little bit. Lies. This is very dramatic. Proceed. 
Although the IRS could have created its own free e-filing platform for taxpayers, it chose instead to partner with the private sector. And the idea behind that, again, I think we can say it's kind of logical. It's because these companies in the private sector had extensive experience and knowledge in the area of electronic tax filings already. So the thinking is it would be more cost effective for them to take the lead than to have the IRS, which, by the way, is not a software development company or even a (laughs) tech company of any kind, start from scratch. Yes. If there's anything I've heard about the IRS, it's it's not how great their tech systems are. No, no. (laughs) And because of that, the Free File Alliance was born. According to its website, the Free File Alliance is a nonprofit coalition of industry-leading tax software companies that have partnered with the IRS to provide free electronic tax prep and filing services. The website also claims it is dedicated to helping 70% of American taxpayers file their federal returns. Why only 70%, you might ask? Can we ever expect more from the government? Fair point. 70%. That's a solid C minus right right there. Yeah. That is a passing grade. Yes. If we're grading on a government curve, that's like a B. So fair point. The program targets its benefits to lower income taxpayers who could benefit the most from having their compliance burdens eased and their refunds expedited. So for example, in 2021, to be eligible for the IRS's free filing program, taxpayers must have adjusted gross income of $73,000 or less to qualify. The 17-member alliance and the IRS came to an initial agreement in October of 2002. Importantly, the IRS agreed to take on the role of promoting the program, and we're going to come back to that plot point later on. An early report by the IRS declared the program a success. Woohoo! In its first three years, over 11 million returns were free filed, and the vast majority of those returns were filed by taxpayers owed a refund. Moreover, the report concluded that the program attracted 4 million new taxpayers to the e-file program, and over 90% of surveyed free filers said they would use the program again themselves and would recommend it to friends. See, it is true that we can have nice things. You, you know the answer to that, right? Sorry, I was trying to sound optimistic and hopeful. Who are you and what have you done with my co-host? The government is great. Everything we've said so far sounded very positive. We've got a government initiative that's going to enhance electronic interactions with citizens, including tax collection. It's targeting free services for the taxpayers who could benefit the most. And in a refreshing change of pace, the government has decided to do it in a cost-effective manner by partnering with the private sector. This all sounds great. And maybe it all was great at one point in time, but despite getting off to a good start, the success of the free file program did not last long. By 2020, the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration issued a report characterizing the free file program as complex, confusing, and lacking taxpayer awareness. And those are the adjectives that we've come to expect when describing (laughs) our tax authority. Sadly, we cannot have nice things. No, we can't. The report estimated that only two and a half million taxpayers used the free filing program during the 2019 season. And while that may sound good, it's actually fewer than the number of taxpayers who used the service in 2003, the first year the program existed. Whoops. What's more, that number is only wait for it, 2.4% of the estimated 104 million taxpayers who should be eligible for the program and using it and filing their tax returns for free based on the income criteria. That is not a good stat. 
adding insult to injury and estimated 14 million taxpayers who were eligible to free file wound up paying private companies a collective $1 billion to e-file their what should have been free returns. And if we do some quick math, which I think I can handle, that averages out to be just about $70 to file a tax return for free. Now, I know that I'm cheaper than the average person. I like to refer to you as frugal. It's a I'll nicer, take that. nicer word than cheap. Okay. I know that I am more frugal than most individuals, but I think it's indisputable that $70 is a long way from free. We know exactly how far away from free it is. It's $70 away. Yes. So we've summarized the IRS's free file program and its fall from grace. Lisa, what went wrong? Um, to be blunt, just about everything. Uh, but let's focus here. So it seems like one really big, obvious, large, I'm going to say foreseeable, gargantuan mm-hmm. problem mm-hmm. was the idea that the private sector would give away billions of dollars in revenues every year. Right? I mean, come on. A nonprofit coalition of for-profit companies? I think the correct term for that is an oxymoron. It's something, all right. Now, in fairness, if I'm going to try to be fair, all of the Alliance members had to offer for free was the federal return prep and filing. They could still charge for other services like offering audit defense or filing state tax returns, which most of us have to do. Not all of us, but most of us have to do. Yay, taxes. One of the benefits of living in Texas, I guess. So there was still money to be made by attracting taxpayers with the offer of free federal filing. And the way the original agreement was written, while all members of the Free File Alliance collectively were supposed to cover all eligible taxpayers, each individual alliance member only had to cover 10% of the taxpayers. And what that means is that each company could tailor the taxpayers eligible for their service to Free File. Yes, and what that meant was that things got pretty confusing pretty quickly for taxpayers trying to use this service. Which is insult to injury when it comes to filing taxes to begin with. Right. Everybody's least favorite activity made complicated and complex and confusing. Not everybody's least favorite. Sorry, 99% of people's least favorite activity. Oh no, it's way more than 99%. (laughs) I was trying to make you not feel alone. All right, so an individual may have thought they were eligible for free filing based on the IRS guidelines, but then been led to believe that they did not qualify based on the offerings of one specific company. For example, in 2019, free file through the IRS program was available to anyone making less than $66,000, but TurboTax, for example, agreed to cover only those taxpayers making less than $34,000. And what's even more confusing was finding your way to a designated free file site. So picking up on that point that we made earlier, the IRS had agreed to advertise the program. So I think of what that should look like, and I would assume it would include very clear details about how to actually participate in the program with links to the specific products that you could access. You would hope, but remember back earlier, we also said the IRS, not a tech company in any way, shape, or form. Yep. But it turns out that 2014 was the last year the IRS did anything at all to advertise free file. 
And when it did spend money on advertising, it spent only about $1.5 million a year max. And because I have football on the brain, that won't even get you 30 seconds during the Super Bowl. And the vast majority of that quote unquote advertising was done through the IRS webpage and social media, which means information about free filing only reaches taxpayers who go to the IRS webpage or follow the IRS on social media. And in full disclosure to our listeners, I am a certified tax nerd and not even I follow the IRS on social media. I didn't even know the IRS had social media. Right? Right? And the reason we're making such a big deal about this is because taxpayers are only guaranteed a free filing if they access the program through the IRS website, irs.gov. If instead a taxpayer went directly to a company like TurboTax or H&R Block online, there was no guarantee that they could file for free, even if they qualified. And it turns out TurboTax and H&R Block and some of the others counted on the fact that most taxpayers wouldn't realize they had to access the guaranteed free filing through the IRS website. They relied on the fact that taxpayers would search the internet to locate free filing providers and use what are called dark patterns, or what I would call shady practices, to get internet users to pay for products they didn't intend to pay for or need. That's 100% right. And in April of 2019, ProPublica released an article outlining just exactly how TurboTax basically tricked low-income taxpayers into paying to file returns that they were technically entitled to file for free. The investigative journalists Googled, quote, IRS free file taxes, which seems like a pretty on-point search term, and clicked on an ad from TurboTax that included the word free five stinking times. Free, 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 free. After creating a fake profile of an independent contractor that should have qualified for that free, 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 free free filing and answering several questions, they were notified that the filing would not be free because the person was an independent contractor, not an employee. And so instead, this free, 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 free filing was actually going to cost $120. All right. So that didn't work out so great. They tried again, this time with the profile of an employee who did not have health insurance. This time, the cost to file the return, which had been advertised as, quote, free guaranteed, was $60 because of an additional form that was required for individuals without health care. So again, both of these hypothetical taxpayers were eligible for free filing based on their income alone. But because of deceptive advertising and these shady practices, they were directed to a product that they had to pay for. ProPublica also found that even if a taxpayer did start at the IRS website where they were supposed to, so they were following the rules, it didn't get much simpler. So after clicking on multiple links, taxpayers would be directed to another page of options from all of the Free File Alliance members. That sounds great, but if you look at the screenshot from the ProPublica article, you can see that it's just these very unattractive boxes And all of these companies' names listed, along with all of their own, shall we say, clear as mud, unique requirements for free filing through their service. That's right. So remember that each member of the Free File Alliance can set its own requirements for free filing, as long as they target at least 10% of eligible taxpayers. So just as an example, in 2019, TurboTax offered legitimate free filing to taxpayers with less than $34,000 of adjusted gross income, 
or those with more than $34,000 of adjusted gross income who are eligible for the earned income tax credit. The problem is a taxpayer might not know if they meet either of those qualifications until after they've spent time entering their personal information into the system. And I know you will not be able to relate to this because you do it by yourself with a pen and paper, but as someone who has gone through and answered all of these mind-numbing questions about taxes in one of these softwares, by the time you've given them all your information and it says you have to pay, I know most people would just be like, okay, fine, I give up. Here's my money. Finish my stinking return. And I can relate to that. And I can remember the last time I tried to use one of these tax prep services and got to that point and was like, screw it. I am going to do it by myself. And I don't use a pencil and paper. There are these crazy magical things called computers these days. I'm not from the Stone Ages. You and your spaceship doing your tax return on a computer. Me and my 10 key, my little visor on. I think you're so fancy. Pocket protector. Looking sharp. After the ProPublica article, Los Angeles's city attorney sued TurboTax and H&R Block for defrauding taxpayers by impeding their access to the IRS program. And it didn't just stop there. The New York State Department of Financial Services concluded that TurboTax, H&R Block, and three other companies deliberately hid their pages under the free filing program, quote, in direct contravention of the spirit of the program. So what did TurboTax and H&R Block do in response to this negative coverage? I have a guess. They totally cleaned up their act. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. (laughs) I I thought you were making a joke there. Um, No, no. They uh, acted like your favorite toddler, packed up their crayons, and marched on home. H&R Block dropped out of the alliance in 2020, TurboTax dropped out in 2021, and as of the airing of this podcast, there are only eight alliance members left. So, so much for a program that encourages competition and gives taxpayers more choices. Time for the good bad and the ugly of free filing and i'm happy to start with the good because it's going to be quick go for it the idea the idea of making tax compliance cheaper and easier for taxpayers is great end of list it reminds me of when i uh tried to play basketball when i was uh, in the seventh grade and anytime i tried to like take a shot or make a pass the coach would say that was a good idea lisa (laughs) (laughs) i like it Poor execution, but a good idea. Yes, this is definitely good on paper. We've talked before about characteristics of an effective tax system, and convenience and economy of collection are two hallmarks. Free e-filing helps achieve both of those things. All right, so let's just charge on forward to the bad. And my first question for you is, where do we even want to start? There's so many choices. So many choices. I mean, the the sad fact is that our tax system is so complicated to begin with. By some estimates, Americans spend 6 billion hours every year in aggregate compiling data and completing tax returns. And then there's the 10 plus billion dollars we spend on tax prep services. So it's it's staggering, right? Like that's a lot of time and a lot of money, especially when you can look at other countries, developed countries, and see that the tax compliance process is much, much simpler there. 
And what I have always found truly infuriating, because I have a very simple tax return. I don't have a lot of stuff going on outside of documents that the IRS has already seen. (laughs) And so it's like, why are you making me write down all of this information that you already know about me because of third party reporting? Exactly. For many taxpayers, especially the ones who are likely eligible for free filing to begin with, the IRS could probably fill out most of their tax return for them especially since we've done away with personal exemptions and raised the standard deduction so much. Absolutely. So that's bad. And the ugly to me, again, recurring theme here is the politics. So like you just said, tax prep is a multi-billion dollar industry. I don't think it's crazy to think that companies are going to lobby hard to protect that revenue stream. They're not going to give it up that easily in the name of good tax policy or easing tax compliance burdens for low-income households. No, and we saw that here for sure. Um, So there's another article by ProPublica, and that one says that TurboTax has lobbied for the last 20 years to protect its interests in this space. That goes all the way back to the initial decision to have the IRS partner with private companies for free filing to begin with and not develop their own uh, software themselves, Yep. all the way to getting the IRS to quash some of TurboTax's competition along the way, and to actual congressional proposals recently that would essentially prohibit the IRS from ever being able to develop its own e-filing software that could compete with these products. I mean, it's crazy, but then again, it just brings us right back to the idea of IRS funding or more Mm. appropriately, the lack of IRS funding. I don't know that you need a congressional mandate saying that the IRS can't (laughs) develop its own e-filing software because it doesn't have the resources, right? They can't be expected to ever create their own system or to oversee a program of this magnitude, Mm -hmm. or to check others' practices when they don't even have enough money to do their own basic duties. I mean, all of the articles so far about filing season, which is now open, yay, congratulations, um, try calling the IRS, there's going to be nobody there. They are completely backlogged, uh, still trying to answer questions and respond to filings that were made last year. And I guess one parting shot, just to continue to talk about football, All weekend, all the commercials are still TurboTax and H&R Block talking about how they're going to help you free file your tax Mm. return. Buyer beware. They are no longer part of the IRS program to do that. There's probably very, very strict limitations of who's going to actually qualify for that. And it's probably not actually going to be free. But if you look hard enough, as long as you have income below about $70,000, there should be a service that would allow you to free file. Good luck finding it. Just start at www.irs.gov. That's where I always start. Well, that's all we have time for today. I'm Lisa DeSimone. And I'm Bridget Stomberg. Be sure to join us for more tax nerdery on future episodes of Taxes for the Mass.